0: The library marketing for library marketers podcast i am your host katie roffley librarian accidental library marketer graphic designer and artist welcome to you if this is your first time listening and thank you so much if you're a returning listener join me at each episode as i talk with marketing and library marketing staff all over to explore such topics as public relations promotions tips and tricks social media insights and more let's get started well Welcome officially to the Library Marketing for Library Marketers podcast. My name is Katie, and today I have Maria and Jennifer, both, um, well, uh, current president and former president of the Library Marketing and Communications Conference, which is scheduled to take place this uh, November. What is it? Is it sixth and seventh, seventh and eighth? Seventh and eighth. Yeah. Yes. I was very close. <laughs> so I want to welcome you both. Thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast.
1: Awesome. We're glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, you, you've caught us at a moment where Marie and I seem to be sharing split powers. <laughs> As we are working on our transition, our very first ever transition um, between presidents. So the joke is it hasn't gone very smoothly. So obviously, um, it's been
0: it's been a work in progress to kind of figure out how that happens, but uh, but yeah, Jennifer, tell us a little bit more about that. How long have you been president of LMCC? <laughs>
1: um, since the beginning. Ah, uh, no. So we, um, I'm lucky to have been one of the volunteers who co founded the conference. Um, and Maria, is you know the ne- next wonderful succession has been um her long time. Uh, volunteering with the conference a group of us originally got together like at the end of 2014 when we really saw that there was this gap out there that there had been a a small uh, I hesitate to call it even a conference a small like symposium with library marketing folks that had put, put put together and it wasn't going to continue and we saw that there were very few panels or special interest group meetings that were happening at ALA and PLA and ACRL. And, you know, people trying to find each other in amongst these massive conferences and events and you'd get, you know, one, one hour or or two little coffee meetups and that was it. And we saw that this was a growing and really important topic for libraries to to talk about themselves and how to communicate their value and their need. And many of them were going up you know, in in various votes um, and funding bills. And we we needed a dedicated conference to this. And so the very first one was in 2015, um, outside of Dallas, Texas. And we joked that no sooner had we been filling the rooms and there's people spilling out in the hallways and and sitting on the ground. And I love that that's still something that happens. That's now a choice. But uh, people were already asking us when the second conference was going to be. And we're like, Oh okay. okay So we immediately started planning the next one. And then we realized well there's this issue that you know 11 random strangers can't book hotels and you know plan everything where we certainly can't do it in perpetuity and we started those conversations of we needed a nonprofit to run and manage the conference and to think about bigger things like what else could we possibly be doing to be a leader in education and professional development and networking and collaboration for those who do marketing within the library field, no matter what your title might be. And so um, I started the push for us to incorporate back in 2016. I think 2017 was our, you know, we announced that at that conference. I've, I've been president since then. Um, it feels like longer sometimes. and. <laughs> And this was the, you know, we announced this past November at the LMCC 22 that um, while I would finish up my board term, it was time for me to step aside from new leadership and that that was going to be Maria.
0: Congratulations, Maria. I'm I'm sure that you have your own plans for LMCC moving forward only
2: a few. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> no, I mostly continuing on the good work that that Jennifer and you know the group as a whole have been doing for so many years, because I've been to every single LMCC. And I was at that very first one. And I was so lucky I heard about it before it happened, because I was a new librarian, outreach, instruction, marketing, what I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just making it up as I go along. And it was still the best conference I've ever been, like every session, was just a banger. And it's still that, you know, I I will go to ACRL, I'll attend online stuff, but it's so frustrating to know that so much of it is just not for me. And I'm also an academic librarian. So to have that mix and that crossover between the different kinds of libraries, talking about the same topics, because we all have the same problems or the same issues, the same questions. Being able to talk to people and also provide that networking and that informal stage, where some of my best ideas have come from. Hey, let's just go get coffee because we're here waiting on you know something to happen for the conference. Um, LMCC has always been that conference for me, and um, that's one of the reasons why I got talked into volunteering for the second year, and then each year just got more and more progressively more voluntary until suddenly I'm on the board. Suddenly I'm vice president. Now I'm incoming president. So it's you know, uh, it's been a ride. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? I don't know, uh, but uh, but I think it'll be just continuing to to grow and evolve, but keeping that same feeling of being small, being impactful for for everybody who attends.
1: I think it's really and exciting said, and
0: super helpful. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: I'm go oh, ahead. I'm sorry, Katie. No, I was going to say I. Obviously, it's grateful. You know, to hear that and from everything from what Maria said, but something that she touched on that we've we really feel is at the core of what we're doing um, as a nonprofit for education and continuing you know education development is it's the content and that we got known for is to make sure that we put on great sessions with great speakers um who are really telling you this is what's happening in the library world right now today um, you know, this is what's working. This is maybe what isn't working. And whether that's through the, I've lost count of how many dozens, hundreds now of sessions that we've done over the years, and the webinars that we now do, and where else that takes us. But that, you know, and I'm sitting here, I'm looking at the sneak peek of the draft schedule. And I know there's amazing sessions. And I know that people have asked us, it's like, oh, my goodness, you, you talked about social media back in 2015. Why are we still talking about it? because it's still important but things change. And I think that's the great thing that hopefully Maria and that the conference has done talking about, she's saying about how we keep evolving is we're really trying as as a group to make sure we're listening to what's going on, what every type of library and every type of library professional is encountering and and that's key. As Maria said, she came in from an academic background. Um, you know, I've been a consultant that's worked with a lot of different types of libraries, and we see that mix in both attendees and speakers every year. It's a mix between public and academic, special libraries, consortiums, and between those who are newer into their roles in the fields and those who are more experienced.
0: So I'm curious, um, I know uh, registration is open right now for um, people to attend and um, d- it it doesn't close until the day of, is that correct?
2: October 20th is. Okay. Unless we sell out before.
1: <laughs> Which is possible and has happened in the <laughs> past. Um, we, do do, we do have single day registrations for those who are local and might only be able to attend um, either day one or day two, but for logistics and to get name badges and food and all that finalized, yeah. you close registration um, a few weeks before the event.
0: so i'm I'm curious for all of our listeners, you know, how how does one make the argument to administration to get approval to attend? I know sometimes that is a very difficult conversation to have. Um, And maybe some libraries aren't able to afford all of the professional development that the opportunities are available throughout the year. So why should they invest in LMCC um, and and how do they convey that that value and the benefits they get out of
2: attending it to their administration to get approval? I also have to get approval to attend every conference. So what I've used in the past, but what I know what also works for librarians where they have a specific budget and conferences are not cheap, but it all comes down to how am I going to make my organization better for attending? So if they're presenting, that's an easy ask usually uh, because it will say, I'm, sure I'm sharing my information with you know the, the wide world, of more library marketing, communication, et cetera. But attending is just as impactful because you will learn information that will help your job um, be better. Your organization as a whole, you will become a better library marketer and communication expert slash whatever, you will be able to connect with other experts in that field and be able to have those connections that can last beyond the conference. So, so many people that I've got, you know, you get their card, you get their email address, suddenly you're emailing them the next week going, hey, it was great meeting you, by the way, can you give me more information? Or you asked for me to share information on, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so it's not just the conference itself, it's what goes on after it. Um, we do have our online or social media accounts where people connect in like the Facebook group and can share information, ask questions, et cetera, but there's nothing better than being there with the conference going on. You get that FaceTime, you get get to make those connections, but also learn skills that will help you and your organization and your patrons, really. Um, We're talking libraries, right? So the community at large grow and learn because of your experience at LMCC.
1: And I'll say that, you know, and Maria can make that great case, especially that she's been so involved for so many years in the programming side of things, but that we are very much looking for these are programs that you can take back and put into action right now that's that's feedback we hear informally and through our surveys and our follow-up as everybody said i went back and was able to go do this in my library i was able to make this change in our you know communications and we changed our wayfinding or you know we were able to improve our website um we've gotten more people in our programs and it's because they've attended these sessions and networked and followed up and that's it's a great thing is that we've been going on now long enough that we're seeing people who attended who now come back as speakers to say hey that thing I learned I went and put that in action in fact we had that happen with a keynote several years ago she's like yeah I was there in the session on crisis communications that you did in Texas and then yeah, we had that same issue. We had to deal with crisis communications, and here's what we did, and here's who we looped in, and then we happened to have won an award for how we handled that. And so, let me tell you about that. That was an um, awesome
2: keynote. <laughs> I remember yeah, that. she
1: was great. And no, everybody everybody writing, everybody's <laughs> writing notes because they're like, <laughs> the question wasn't if this was going to happen to you, your library. It was a matter of when it was going to happen, and. So I think that's absolutely, you know, to make that case, as Maria just said, it's to, this isn't theory. These are practical tips and sessions that we know people are taking back and putting into place in their libraries right away.
2: And I will also say that when you register for LMCC, you get access to all of the handouts and the presentations for the conference. So even if you weren't able to attend a specific session, because we've heard a lot like, there's three sessions for this one time that I want to go to. So I had to pick this one, but I wish I'd gone to these other ones. You still get their their information and you can always contact them after the fact and go, hey, I really want, because I've done that before. Hey, I missed your session, but I looked at your PowerPoint. I had a question about X, Y, and Z. Uh, Again, carrying on that connection, but you do get all the content for the conference, even if, and I know a lot of conferences don't do that, or, you know, the speakers don't upload their stuff to the conference platform. We make sure our speakers share their information with us so we can share it with speakers right after the conference is over.
1: I I will say that, yes, and and we encourage it's live. We do not at this point um, record anything. We don't live stream anything. Um, So, you need to attend, <laughs> and you need to attend okay. live. Um, I mean, that said, we, you know, I met. I remember somebody that I was talking with in one of the swag swap sessions, which is where libraries get to bring their brochures and their uh, printed materials and their buttons and their magnets and their stickers. I'm I'm looking right now at yeah, I've got a
2: pile from last. Oh month. yeah,
1: I have some great ones from you know, I have a sloth and a something else. Uh, but they get to show, and you could literally take stuff home and go, oh, we have to have these now. But there were two librarians from a, a somewhat larger system, and they were very excited. They're like, look, you know, our system's kind of big, so we sent two people so they could go to more different sessions. I've also talked to folks who are like, look, we'd lo- what, what our library has decided in terms of funding is we're going to send one person this year and then the next person the next year and, you know, somebody else gets to come and they rotate. Yeah. uh, And then other folks get to come to, you know, webinars in between because it, you know, travel, I get it. Um, I would also say we have started a scholarship program to help those who have not been able to attend um, in the past to come. We had a record number of of scholarship um applications Applications. um yes so you know that has closed we were trying to to close so that we could start notifying people around the same time that registration was opening it was it was amazing um and overwhelming and and yet it points out that we understand that you know there's a need um and a desire that's out there and you know libraries find your people
2: yes really we unfortunately did have a couple really highly ranked speakers that submitted proposals that it turned out could not attend because their library Mm. just wouldn't fund them to go um but they're both on possible webinars now so uh because all the speakers who didn't get a session, we asked in the, the call for proposals, would you be open to doing a poster presentation or a webinar later? Um, so I just sent out the emails yesterday saying, you know, you could also be a webinar, um, even though again, you're not speaking at the, the conference. Uh, but yeah, funding is an issue for, for everybody at every stage, especially in this day and time, inflation, etc. cetera. Uh, but, um, it is worth it even if you just attend once honestly and this is a good year to attend because a lot of our tracks are you know it's very timely we've got the eia we've got crisis communication that's a track um so yeah say the rest
1: so we're looking at um storytelling mm-hmm. designs website yes resilience social media <laughs> um and marketing uh, around outreach and programming um so and and I love that some have been common themes throughout the years, and then others, you know, some other tracks change. Um, yeah, the programming team is very excited about resilience
2: and it was, you know, it's a matter of, it's not really crisis calm, it's about like what happens after or self care or how do you get through, it's, it's a hard job, you know, it's multifaceted being in library marketing and a lot of people still don't understand what does that actually mean and they're a crossover and I've got five jobs, one of them happens to be marketing but they're all kind of related to it. Uh, so having a couple sessions on that is just something that was really surprising and I'm really looking forward to those.
0: Yeah, I think burnout is um is definitely a huge issue when it comes to especially people who either focus full time on marketing because it's easy to get burnt out or they're wearing multiple hats and marketing is only one of them and they're trying to fit it in and they're trying to do all the things and do it to the best of their capabilities. So resilience is definitely a timely topic. Um I know you mentioned a few of the other sessions. Uh, can you give like a preview of any of the keynotes or any other specific sessions that that we can
2: look forward to this November? So great timing because my next tasks are to solidify our pre conference session, but also to reach out to our top two keynote choices. So we don't have anybody yet, but the programming committee and our board members did put together a list of who we think would be good keynotes. So looking at where our tracks were going, we are hoping that at least one of those keynote speakers will talk about something along the lines of crisis communication, resilience, something that would you know be timely, something that libraries have been dealing with the last year, two years, et cetera. And we said that- a lot. Yeah, and as a librarian from Florida, um, I can see it's definitely one of my, thank you, (laughs) thoughts and prayers, etc. It's definitely um, something that's really important to me, that we have at least one speaker to talk about what's going on and how libraries are handling it or not. Um, It could just be... uh, a session where we all just cry together. I don't know. Um, (laughs) It might be needed this year. Uh, But but we've got some really promising names, uh, a couple that would be in the Indiana area, but some that might be, you know, from some of the most hard hit areas as well in the country so i don't want to i don't want to jinx it and and ruin the surprise either (laughs) but that will be we 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 also
1: you know from a strategic marketing perspective (laughs) we hold off on selecting the keynote so we can release that information later and tease you as we go along yeah (laughs) that's that's only what the best marketers do right it's all on purpose it's not all fact. on purpose oh like i don't know can i can i pick one of the tr- i'm like i'm looking at the draft yes. schedule that Maria yeah, i made the
2: draft said. schedule and it went to the board this earlier this week so can that's i can lot. i pick one and say
1: you know yes. something le- let's see so um so I, you know, this is just showing, you know, two of the different types, because I feel like these are themes that have come up over the years. There's one that says extreme makeover library edition, promoting your library's new spaces, mm-hmm. and which is something that's interesting. We've seen that as a topic in various formats over the years mm-hmm. as you do a redo, a branch renovation. And sometimes that's talking about signage. That's talking about, you know, how do how do you talk about exciting things about buildings? you know, but it's also about the spaces and what does that mean for your patrons and how do you get them excited about it? Uh, Another one, let the numbers lead you using data to market your library. So again, that was more of the strategic side of things with as well diving into, okay, here's how do you actually go, you know, go do that. And there's definitely um, several here. I'm looking at uh, crisis communications. I also give major kudos to everybody who submits. They have good session titles. You know, you can tell they're marketers. There's a hook in there. And there's something yes. that's, that's, you know, provoking some curiosity. There's pop culture references. There's a swipe right that I'm seeing in here, you know, so um, inclusivity and accessibility. So, um, oh, look, one person, mini hats. Hello. You know, nice. know what talking about. So I, I think I give major kudos to everybody who submits over the years and all of the programming team members over the many years that they've selected content that is very timely and relevant. And I will say this, we also solicit to make sure and we tell our speakers, hey, you have to show and talk about how this is relevant and applicable to different types of libraries. Uh, people ask us every year, will we track things for academic and public? And the answer is no. Now, Maria can make changes. Thanks. But this is sort of one of those ones we've all been like really strongly about that there are just some things that apply to all of us. And yes, you should mention, hey, I only have a staff of me or, you know, I have a graphic designer. Tell people what resources you have. But this is why that networking and getting together at tables and going on the diner rounds is so important because you're going to see that the same issues are being faced in different states by different types of libraries
0: um do you have any words of encouragement or um or support for librarians or library marketers um, who may not be librarians or are just other library staff to um even if they can't attend lmcc but just to let them know that they're not alone there's Everyone's out there facing the same issues. Um, what what could you say to that?
2: I think it comes down to I like to say i I'm like so introverted, but when it comes to stuff like this, you have to be a little bit outgoing. You have to put yourself out there. so even if you can't attend LMCC, there are ways that you can connect with other library marketing communication people so I mean, it's not as good as it used to be in its heyday, but Facebook groups. So the LMCC Facebook page has a group and there's a lot of people who just post and ask questions or share things and it's really nice, but there are other groups as well about programming and libraries and social media. And you could definitely just take time, you know, every couple of weeks or so to check out the discussions, reach out, um, I know that you know Twitter is kind of a hellscape at the moment, but also people make connections or X, whatever we're calling it, um, through there. So threads, blue sky, Mastodon, find your community. It's Fred's, out there. You know, you just need to look to see what's going on and you know, what's being published out there. Who's, you know, talking about what you're talking. So there are, specific, it didn't used to be, but now there are specific journals and um, magazines and, and trade publications, et cetera, about library marketing. So you can read about the people who are writing about what you're going through and get ideas. I've made connections outside of LMCC. And then I'm like, oh, hey, I know you at ALMCC because I read their article or I saw their post on the Facebook group and suddenly now we're best friends. And um, one of my my good friends that I met through LMCC, but then we ended up hanging out first on Facebook. It was weird. And then we were like Zooming during the pandemic and now we're great. Uh, so uh, it, it, you just have to put yourself out there. And even if it's just a matter of like, hey, I'm feeling really bummed because nobody came to my event any suggestions and you have a sad gift for something of a cat crying in the rain or I don't know Uh, but you know however you can put yourself out there comfortably people will be up there trying to connect as well and there's just something about our profession even if we just fell into it and it was an accident that we want to network and we're really good at it but sometimes it takes a little bit of extra on your side but you could do it even without coming to the conference but it does help to go to a, a conference to meet up with people who are Doing similar to what you're doing,
1: um, every, everything Maria said, um, and I do love the fact that we the LMCC discussion group is sort of organic and and it runs itself. And people are like, I need to keep talking about this topic. We're like, okay, here you go. Um, but I do want to mention something that so both of our both our attendees uh, and our speakers come from a variety of backgrounds. Not all of them have library degrees. Uh, In fact, one of my former vice presidents and a board member who had worked for, you know, a long period of time in an academic library setting, her background was not as she was, you know, with marketing communications journalism. Um, We've met a number of speakers over the years who have different backgrounds who, um, and actually that's something that's been very interesting that we've seen change over the past decade Mm. is the number of libraries who are bringing people in who have
0: their training
1: in, yeah. um, in, in communications, design, graphics, PR, journalism. And they're like, we're gonna teach you the library side of things. And there are more who are like, okay, you've got the library degree and now you've added on this other things. So I would say that our our group as a community as a whole is made up of that mix. And to definitely, you're not alone. Um, Yes, what Maria said, come, chat, find your folks, you know, talk at a table. But also, you know, there's going to be a lot of chatter in the Facebook group ahead of time for people trying to make connections, you know, before they even get to the conference to use your your conference app to, to meet other people because you absolutely aren't alone. And that's something that we've heard from the very beginning conference is, Oh, thank goodness! I've I've found my people, um, and it's one reason that strategically we've kept things. We've grown since the very first event where we literally, you know, busted out the doors at the conference, but that we don't ever. Uh, I can't keep saying we um, here. That I think the goal is that we don't grow so big that you can't make those connections and have those kinds of coffee chats.
2: Yeah, I I really don't think we should or could maybe even, but maybe we could, but just keeping it that small. I, I keep thinking, uh, so I attended the first LMCC. I was a speaker at the second one, but I had also helped with the programming committee. And I don't think there were dine rounds the first year, or oh, yeah. were there, okay, maybe I went to one, but, So the second year I had signed up for a dine around like a week before, and it was like in Addison, Dallas. So I wanted to go to the pub. So I went to the pub, Uh, but there was a guy who was sitting next to me and he's like, sorry, I just have to say, like, I didn't sign up for a dine around, but when I looked at the list, I saw your name. I went to your session earlier today. Can we talk about your session? And I don't know, like my ego couldn't take it, but you know, I, I can't remember any other conference where Like I've been, I had done that to somebody like I saw your session and I just had to have dinner with you or um, like the speakers always kind of like on a pedestal sort of thing, but you get that, you know, the expert in the room, basically just like hanging out and drinking a pint, you know, (laughs) Um, it's just so casual, but super cool. And that's been every year, LMCC, like the president, you can go to dine around with the president of the whole board stuff together
1: let's um, talk, talk about legal boost that year
2: i, I mean like was we get up and speak you know like hello welcome to the conference and then like later that night it's like let's let's go get a drink you know <laughs> who else what other conference does that you know and then if the person's like hey i really enjoyed i wish the conference had had x y and z you'd be like well let's talk about that and hey let me get your card and maybe you can volunteer we've had a few volunteers over the years where they just came up to us and was like well like no that's great i Let's talk about that. Help, you know, help us make that a reality. The poster sessions that happened because um, one of the um, volunteers at the time, um, but he wasn't a volunteer. But he said, "Have you thought about poster sessions?" And I said, "I have not. Have you? Would you like to volunteer to help me make poster sessions?" A reality? Well,
1: she's a great, going to be a great president because she's like, <laughs> "Oh, would you like to volunteer to make that happen?" <laughs> yeah.
2: Again, Thanks for presenting this suggestion. Would you like to do it? Exactly. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. But
1: we need you to make so. Yeah, there's another you know quick reminder that we are an all volunteer run and led organization. We do have uh, our association management partners, Amigos Library Services, and they handle logistics, all the behind the scenes stuff, book the hotels, deal with catering, so that we concentrate our volunteers concentrate on content and you know providing those networking spaces um but we do this because because we love it and because we see the need for it
0: when does the call for volunteers go out when should people be looking
2: for that
1: we ask for volunteers all the time
2: (laughs) yeah the 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 form is our always open on our website uh but we do most of our call at the conference obviously so most of our volunteers for the coming year volunteer Literally during the conference and then after it, because we'll put it in the email communication. Thank you for attending. Here's the survey to let us know how, you know, it went for you. It's suggestions just for next year. By the way, if you want to help with next year, you can volunteer, uh, but the form is always live. So if people want to, um, you know, volunteer at any time, we're open to it. We check it constantly. We are. We do have a couple committees that we're looking to build out. Most of them are already built and working, obviously. But we're looking for um, people to help with local arrangements, and, <laughs> which will be you know finding stuff to do in Indy. Uh, but we'll probably around. Yeah, and the diner rounds very important. Uh, make all those reservations, et cetera. Uh, but um, I was thinking we'll do a call later this summer for once, you know, registration is well underway. We know that people are, hey, are you attending? By the way, would you like to help with local arrangements? Because most of our volunteers don't have to attend. Um, programming committee, you know, it could be anybody. Uh, you don't have to go to the conference, but local arrangements, we want you to be on site to help with stuff like that, hospitality and, you know, stuff Um,
1: we're also you know we're constantly looking for one of the things that as we've grown and now we have continuing education and we're working on being better at marketing ourselves um because we know there are thousands of library professionals out there maybe you're listening and you didn't know we existed because you know oops um so that's i I just yeah i just shared
0: I just shared um, LMCC with my state listserv and then um, my my local consortium and then I encouraged uh, people on the state listserv to share on um, their consortiums because I know in the state of Michigan there's like nine or 10 separate consortiums and not everybody is on the state listserv. Um, actually not everyone is on any of the email mm-hmm. listservs, so it's it's hard to it's hard but I did share that and I did receive some feedback I want to share with you and people were astonished that LMCC existed and they were also incredibly grateful that it is such a thing because it is filling a hole I mean um, these conversations are so helpful and to not be in a silo not not to feel like I'm the only one who can solve these problems and have to figure it out on my own is such a relieving thing. I, I hope that I can speak for other people when I say that, but um, to be able to network and to be exposed to other perspectives and problem-solving solutions and, and other creative inspiration is, is such an amazing thing.
1: Absolutely. Um- Thank you no you're not you know you're not alone and that's i think that was the thing that we saw why we started the conference because everybody thought they were you know back then even more people were wearing multiple hats and didn't know that this was a thing um you know they're like oh my god they 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 said i have to market you know i'm like i'm now in charge of social media for my library and then what but i'm also still the children's librarian you know and that while that's continued yes we've seen you know 40 something percent of attendees every year come to us and like, this is my first time. Now, I have discovered that sometimes it's my first time, but that's because their library has sent other people, you know, in past years, but also because we keep getting discovered because sometimes we've been so focused on, uh, you know, as volunteers dedicating time to put the conference together that we're not always great the rest of the year about talking about everything that we do and the fact that we exist. And that's something, you know, to to manage going forward. And hey, why volunteer with us? Because we do have these committees that work throughout the year for continuing education, who work on sponsorships, who work on scholarships, who work on fundraising. We are a registered 5013C nonprofit in the state of Missouri, so we can fundraise. We don't have membership, um, so that makes you know things both easier and harder uh, for us. So you can go to librarymarketingconference.org, and right there across the top of the head of the menu is volunteer. And figuring like we might need to tell our team to make even bigger the button that says volunteer with LMCC, and that form um, is is always live, as Maria said. Um, and that a for that. we can make we I think we can arrange for a bigger button. Um, we're gonna we're gonna need a bigger button.
0: Maybe right. some flashing red arrows pointing at it too, or you know, Han Solo pointing at it on the on the home page, you know, right there, just to like make it more prominent. Um, is there a marketing committee for volunteers?
1: Yeah. Yes, we have a marketing committee. Okay. Yes. 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 We have in fact I can read off. We have the conference and local arrangements committee, the conference programming committee, the continuing education committee the Marketing Committee, the Scholarships Committee, the Sponsorships and Fundraising Committee. Uh, And I will also say that almost all of the committees have one or more of the LM, the Library Marketing Conference Group. That is the registered 5013C nonprofit that oversees everything. And board members serve as uh, liaisons and committee leads for everything so that everybody, you know, to work with the volunteers, it's a great way to get to know the board, get to know other volunteers, and it's a great way to eventually wind up on the board yourself. Um, actually, you know, <laughs> as I say Maria that can
0: attest <laughs> as <laughs> Maria can can
1: attest, but obviously that it, it is something that we look for when we when we're looking for leadership positions, and we are always um is to find people who who've been involved with the conference, who've potentially spoken at it, multiple time attendees. Um, who've been a volunteer because that shows they care, uh, that they have a commitment to see it continue forward. That means they maybe have ideas on how to make things better um, and how to continue things. And those are the kinds of people we want to uh, showcase and give leadership opportunities to as well, um, and to potentially to give uh, board responsibilities to. Um, I will say that we are looking. We have a um, we have an open spot, and so we are recruiting, um, you know, for, for, for that board position.
0: So the opportunity for someone out there.
1: Yes. Um, and that we constantly try to, to have that mix in terms of uh, encouraging different types of library professionals with different backgrounds. They're not all folks who have, you know, library degrees necessarily. They're, they work in a variety of, public libraries, larger and smaller districts, um, academic libraries, big ones, smaller ones, consultants, consortiums, you know, state library groups, those who've had backgrounds in in other nonprofits and other fundraising. Um, So we we try to have that as a mix because that represents who we see as our, um, not only our attendees, but who we see out there in the world of library professionals doing this work.
2: It has to be representative. We can't just be you know, one person making all this, which is why we have the committees and the leads, but we're very collaborative. So we've got monthly board meetings where we give reports about what the committees are working on if we need help or feedback. And we've also got a listserv. So I literally just sent something the other day about the tentative schedule. Um, and so we're we're working together as best as we can because Marketing is collaborative, but so is behind the scenes as well.
1: So and, and we're virtual. We've been a virtual organization from the very beginning. Uh, we had members across North America, and we've from the very beginning, both the the, the senior leadership and the board members have been from coast to coast. Um uh, so that's that's something that we anticipate continuing. And I will say we technically we are an international organization. We have had international attendees. Mm-hmm. And speakers. And speakers.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> well, um, we have about, uh, about 10 minutes left. I really would like to ask you, um, hopefully I'm not putting you on the spot here, but we are talking about library marketing, which means we're talking about libraries. So what are your favorite library marketing or just marketing books in general? Where do you get your inspiration?
1: books um I, I mean I will I will say I pull a lot from the general nonprofit world and from everything that's related in terms of content marketing you asked me because I'm so I'm sitting here over here looking at my my bookshelf so um Kivi LaRue and the profit marketing
0: guide and she nice. has the, the
1: non-profit content marketing guide um I've I pulled a lot from um you know, Donna Miller and the story brand. Um, I'm trying to think I literally because i I've, <laughs> I've taught on a lot of different topics. So you know my my book list, if you want, you know, is is very large, and it's definitely not just within the library sphere because I think we can and should be pulling from uh, multiple
0: yeah
1: multiple multiple sources, multiple disciplines, yes. you know, good marketing principles, you know, and handley. everybody writes. Yeah, um,
2: you subscribe to that. Uh, I think because you know, again, I'm an academic, so most of what I'm reading are like the article, the journal articles. Um, there was recently an article that was published. I think it was in the Journal of Library Outreach and Engagement that was about outreach librarians um, and their their um, their competencies, and a lot of that had to do with like marketing and engagement and communicating, um, which again, that overlap. But my suggestions so there's practical marketing for the academic library which Mm. I did contribute to uh, but fantastic uh, amazing every chapter in his banger intentional marketing I like that Uh, Mm. yeah I was a
1: reviewer for this copy you can see review copy Um, (laughs) (laughs) and and all of my and all my little flags and notes that are going on Yeah. And oh. there's also, of course,
2: uh, Marketing Library Services, which
1: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. many of us
2: have, have actually contributed to this one. You can see my little my little library meme, but you can't really say mm-hmm. it here, the little cat meme. Um, yes. oh, there. Um, oh, but this is, um, is edited by Kathy Dempsey, who's one of those original beginning volunteers for LMCC. Uh, but um, those are some recent examples, but most of my stuff literally I get from social media or, you know Mm -hmm. uh, there's also programming librarian blog from ala Mm -hmm. that um again is programming outreach but there's a lot of you know marketing stuff in there promotion a lot of
1: facebook groups for programming and social media librarians Um,
2: Um, library marketing uh, uh, i can't remember the acronym the, (laughs) the
1: outreach the outreach uh something in outreach um i i will say that i think you know and it's funny that i've seen this being talked about in in other gr- groups not librarians like books on marketing i'm like well there's some good foundational sorts of things yeah. but so much of marketing moves so fast that by the time it gets into a book you know
0: yeah.
1: changed which means i'm I, I subscribe to a lot of email newsletters i'm reading yes. you know a lot of blogs you're going to watch a lot of videos um you know and honestly it's the sharing of what's going back and forth in Various online ongoing groups, um, because you may take that that principle, that foundation, and go okay. What's actually happening now? It's like I love it. I'm seeing, you know, like, hey, here's the definitive guide to Threads. I'm like, oh my god, it's only been around for three weeks. How is there a <laughs> definitive guide to the brand new tool?
2: It changes every day when I open up the app. So good for them for getting like, on the ground
1: floor. Uh, exactly, but you know, it's like if you want the definitive guide to to TikTok. Well, I don't think a book is probably going to be the most best resource on that. I say that, and yet I know some of the people who've written, you know, the dummy's Guide or the, you know, I'm looking at the, at the the Yellow Book series here to, you know, to social media marketing, but you know they have to re-release a copy of almost every year, which is why the conference is great, because it's going to give you that information up to date. Uh-huh. Circle it back
0: all right well thank you so much where we find you guys online um i know you mentioned lmcc's website at its library marketing conference.org
1: that is yes and we are on facebook at facebook.com wait wait, are we at lmcc now i have to go check hold on um we are the lmcc discussion group that is the group you want to join it is um it is public you want to join and chat and talk and network and continue that conversation? And now I have to, I'm gonna to have to put in to see. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a library marketing conference. Nope, that's not it, <laughs> it's like live car live mark. Car oh, yeah, it is. It's live mark com it, It's like we had to, it's like we by the time we did this, it's like somebody else already owned something. Oh, oh, uh. no, no, we changed it. It's LMC conference. <gasps> slash l m c conference <laughs> um, and it has a big big build header up there that says CU and in indie lmcc 23 um and we do use the page to make announcements share videos the group is more informal and for chatting um you know like like every other library we have this discussion about what other channels and platforms. Do we need to be on? Be and, on. yeah, things like, well, we used to love live tweeting at conferences, but now I'm not live xing things. And <laughs> you know, like what, you know, and please, where on earth did our YouTube channel go? And so come help the marketing committee to make our marketing better.
0: <laughs> and register to attend LMCC this November. was it? seventh, seventh, and eighth? In Indianapolis, Indiana, um, and registration is open until October. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Maria and Jennifer. I really appreciate you taking your time to talk to me about the beginnings of LMCC and its value to our um, wonderful and diverse community of library marketers. And I hope to see you, but I may not be able to attend. We'll see. And I hope this year's conference goes off without a hitch and that it's super awesome. I'm sure it will be. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope it was as helpful for you as it was for me. You can follow this podcast to keep track of new episodes and find it primarily on RSS and Spotify, but also on some other major podcast platforms, too. Find me on Facebook at Library Marketing for Library Marketers. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review or sending me feedback at roughlyk at gmail.com. Until next time.
2: Yeah.